Hi, thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. Happy, happy new year. 2019 is upon us, so I thought I would get it started this year with something new, a little sober truth and freedom from depression talk with yours truly, your host, Sharon Feckety, the Dr. Whisperer, with a little one of my favorite recovery songs playing in the background by my favorite, Lauren Hill. I hope you enjoy the episode. Make 2019 awesome. And I made up my mind to defy my own destiny. 2019, everybody. So here we are in Tampa Bay, Florida. Well, maybe you are not in Tampa Bay, Florida, but I am, and very happy to be here. I celebrated my fifth year in business in December. And um, I think like hopefully all of us are doing, I am evolving constantly in how I structure my, my business and how I continue to design my life, which revolves around my business. And last year was really just the uh, the jumping off place of me starting to speak about my own personal experiences in life that have led me to where I am today and that are probably the biggest part of the reason why I don't really have too much fear when it comes to taking a risk in business. It's uh, certainly a correlation of my you know, just growing up and and the experiences and the adversity um, that I've had to overcome, like many of us have to overcome. I see a a very serious parallel today to why I conduct business the way I do. It's a direct result of of what I've overcome. So because I have decided to live this uh, life of transparency uh, more so than ever, as uh, 2018 brought many opportunities to help others, not just in my personal life, but in business. I have been uh, sober for 24 years. So 2019 will be a big year. I'll celebrate my 25th um, sober anniversary in August, on August 11th, actually my mother's birthday. And I'll celebrate my 10-year wedding anniversary to my husband. So it's a big year for us. And um, and getting over that five-year hump in business uh, was certainly a milestone. So all good. But, you know, it didn't all start so good. And the reason that I wanted to have this, you know, just open conversation today about where I was in my life and why I've decided to speak about it in business, um, you know, was a kind of a few things led up to it. Um, I had been the health and wellness editor for a local magazine and I had an opportunity to put together, uh, with the help of this company, an event that benefited mental health and, um, benefit benefited a, a place here in Tampa Bay that um, that does a lot of great work for our community and people suffering in this 
mental health arena. And it really, it was kind of, well, it wasn't planned, that's for sure. Um, but I think that sometimes these opportunities are presented to us and we have a, a choice. We could choose to to listen to all those little whispers that we get or we can ignore them. And I chose to listen this time and I decided to open up about my own um, struggles with not just, you know, being sober, but also depression as an early um, young adult, I should say. So with that, you know, it was, it was never what I sought out to do, which is really pretty much my whole life. (laughs) It's never what I sought out to do, but it's, you know, I listen, I just, I listen and I follow the signs. So I was having this, um, was having all these experiences working with all these different physicians and and since I've been in the medical field for almost 20 years now um, I have encountered the the ups and the downs of the medical industry as an outsider as somebody who's not um, suffering as a patient um, and somebody who's you know, running the business, but also not the physician. So I don't have any clinical skills, but I began to see that there was so much association with mental health that led to these physical conditions. And, um, and I just, you know, started talking about it in small circles and then in bigger circles. And my goodness, I even, I talked about it on HSN, which I didn't even, I couldn't even believe I was talking about, but I did it because I I felt like I could help. And my goals has been, like my whole life, a, a goal of mine has been to just help one person. If I can help one person, then, you know, it's worth it. And um, ironically, I was listening to a podcast um, with Ellen DeGeneres on it. And she was talking about how, you know, when she came out of the closet, when she was on a, a national television show, you know, it wasn't like what she set out to do. She didn't even set out to be a comedian. But, you know, when you have an opportunity to do something and you take a risk instead of, you know, keeping all of this to yourself, knowing that it could potentially help somebody else, you just go for it, I guess. Like, you know, this is a, this obviously is no fine description of why people tend to start speaking about what has maybe uh, suffered, they, you know, caused them some suffering in their life, um, publicly. And I certainly don't have a platform, anything like Ellen DeGeneres, but I, I did have this opportunity to speak about it in my community. And because of that, you know, I've had people reach out to me that I've been a colleague of in business. And, you know, I, through them telling me how helpful it's been, I realized that, you know, this isn't something I should keep to myself. I should just go with it um, because it's it's giving some peace and solace to others. So because I got sober at the young age of 21, uh, right when I became legal, by the way, I, you know, I have been spared from a lot of the, you know, long drawn out mistakes that people might make, you know, maybe in in their thirties or in their forties, because I was given this gift of desperation 
at a young age to uh, change my life. So, and each time that I had struggled to get sober, once the first time when I was 18 through a family intervention and the second time was um, I was mandated by the courts. And then the last time, hopefully the last time, um, it was of my own choice. Um, me and my, my good buddy, God, decided not to um, drink anymore. And that was my mother's birthday in 1994, August 11th, 1994. So now I've spent the last 24 years of my life working on myself every day, right? And I, now that I've been immersed in this um, world of business, I, I watch people suffer through their own, whatever addiction it might be, or whatever mental health issue um, there might be, or whatever addiction problem within a family. And what I find the most surprising is this lack of, um, well, first of all, sometimes the lack of empathy, um, the amount of judgment that comes along with it, and um, and also the people not being willing to take a chance and to maybe risk a little embarrassment like I've risked in, um, in allowing people in to a very personal piece of my life. So I remember the first time um, I wrote about my issues with depression in this magazine, um, the publisher change the entire article. And it was my, it was my story. So that was weird. But, um, you know, it was a, a difficult, a difficult time. But it was very pivotal, in the sense that it, you know, it really showed me that I can be a voice. And I don't have any, I don't have any qualms about embarrassing myself or, or being humble about what has happened to me because I've overcome it. Like I've, I still am a work in progress. I think everybody is, but I think that those opportunities that might hurt us at one point can, you know, we can make a choice again. We can either do something about it or we could choose to ignore it. So I chose to do something about it. And I've, I've just spoken about it, um, as much as, uh, the opportunity has presented and, and it's been very gratifying in the sense that I know that my words have helped others because I know that a lot of people suffer and I know that a lot of people um, are afraid or ashamed to discuss, um, especially if they're in a position like myself that, you know, I own a business. I own two businesses. I'm co-founder of a media company with my, my buddy, Scott, and um you know, it, it comes with this, well, what are they going to think? And um, I guess because this has just been a part of my life for so long, it hasn't really, hasn't really phased me too much. Like, I don't have any problem telling anybody anything about myself because the, the only shame is doing nothing about it, right? So with that, I have decided again to continue this, you know, it was like, why am I doing this? Why am I talking about it? Because I'm very protective of the 
the fellowship that has kind of gotten me through this um, addiction. And, you know, that's AA. And I've been a, a very, very proud, proud member of Alcoholics Anonymous for 24 years now. And I never wanted to offend or, um, you know, have anybody think that I would use this wonderful gift that was given to me in recovery as a platform for me in business. That was my only fear. Quite honestly, that's the only thing I cared about. I, I, did, I only cared about people that were sober, <laughs> what they thought of me I, in recovery. Uh, people that were, you know, in AA with me, I, didn't, I wouldn't care what the CEO or a physician or anybody would have thought. I'm very um, protective of this wonderful program that helped me when, my goodness, I, I was at death's door, really. And, uh, you know, really taught me this whole new way to live and this wonderful program of honesty and encouragement and, you know, accountability. Like, that's been the greatest. Like, to, to no longer blame anyone or anything for your actions. And now doing that for so long, I've been able to apply it to everything. So, it strengthened everything in my life. It strengthened my relationships. It it strengthened my work ethic. I mean, I don't I don't know many people that work as hard as me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that you, the one that's listening right now, works harder. But um, I mean, I, I really take it very seriously. If somebody's going to pay me even a dollar, like it's like I have to do my best job for that person. So. I share this today because it is a new year, and with the new year, I've decided to become even more vocal about it because I see that it can make a tiny little impact. And what, I, what I've been able to witness, too, in terms of this business being the doctor whisperer and working with physicians and seeing that a lot of um, what goes on inside of a, a, a practice revolves a lot around mental health issues and addiction. And sometimes physicians don't understand what it's really like. And, um, you know, I think that somebody's testimony, and I, I learned this from Jada Smith on Red Table Talk, and she said that testimony can be like the greatest gift to give to somebody, to be able to speak humbly about your own experience allows somebody else to not feel so alone. And the only people that have been able to help me within my life going through the struggles that I went through as a, a young adult were people that had been through it because I could not, if I, if you didn't, you know, go through anything in your life, how could you possibly know what it's like to be an alcoholic? And, and how could you, even understand how somebody like myself who grew up in a very loving home with two wonderful parents and brothers and uh, extended family that, that loved me unconditionally, how I could end up in such a place, you know, um, addiction and mental health issues. They don't, they don't come with any look, you know, it doesn't matter what social or economic status you come from. It takes all kinds. So 
I thought it best to just continue this and um, selfishly, since this is my podcast, I wanted to be able to share this piece of me with you because I don't know who might listen. Uh, When I look at um, the number of people that have listened to some of the podcasts of interviews that I've had with doctors or interviews that I've had with um, people just in the healthcare industry, and I see the number, I'm like, wow, you know, like who is listening and who is this affecting? So that was my motivation was to just, you know, let you know that you're not alone. If you suffer um, or you have a family member that suffers, there's, you know, there's a lot of great help. And the other thing was, I think um, there's a lot of bad information out there. That's, that's the other thing. You know, I've had, I've had people in the healthcare industry without knowing that I was sober, obviously, say things to me like, um, Alcoholics Anonymous doesn't work. (laughs) That was a fun day. Or um, depression, you know, isn't a disease. Or, you know, there's been a lot of things said to me. And because if you met me today, you'd have no idea that I ever suffered from anything. It was, you know, a very, very long time ago. And um, I certainly don't project this uh, person that has ever suffered from depression because I'm one of the happiest people I know. And, um, and that's a direct result of going through a depression that I was, you know, saved from that torture of my mind um, getting the right help. You know, I went to see um, a wonderful therapist who was actually the EAP of my um, father's job at New York Hospital. Ben Figueres. I'll never forget him. He used to tell me every Tuesday when I would go see him in my depression that one day I was going to open the blinds up and the sun was going to shine into my face and I was going to feel good again. I used to make him tell me that every week and he was right. And it did. And it has been. I mean, there's no coincidence that I live in Florida now, right? I wanted to be where the sun was the most. So I think it's, um, I think it's, very interesting how how people uh, come up with these ideals and uh, judgments, and they they don't take the time to educate themselves. and And I guess if I didn't go through it, maybe I would be one of those people too. You know, I have a lot of empathy for people that have no understanding. Um, but before passing judgment on somebody, you really should um, find out maybe, you know what the benefits and advantages are of going and getting help. And God knows I had gone to, I went to two rehabs. I went to a halfway house, um, in and out of therapy. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, 24 years later, I've not had to take an antidepressant or, um, go to therapy. I go to AA and it's free. Well, I put a dollar in and it's given me, um, a life beyond my wildest dreams which is nothing I ever thought I would be able to say. So, and then, you know, with the mental health issues, I suffered desperately from depression and the separate issue, um, besides being an alcoholic and a drug addict, I had to get help for my mental health and, um, getting therapy and going on 20 milligrams of Prozac for the first six months um, 
and going to see this therapist in conjunction just was exactly what I needed, you know, because I was really in a very, very bad place for a long time. And thankfully, um, my suicide attempts were unsuccessful. <laughs> and, um, and I think that because there's been so much suffering as of late and so many um, deaths by suicide with celebrities, um, you know, just my goodness, I heard of uh, a veteran taking his life in the parking lot right here in our um, area. Uh, you know, it's just dreadful to hear these things. So who am I, if not to be a vessel, right? Um, and I hope that everybody that is listening, if you have suffered through something in your life and you think it can be of benefit to somebody else, I would implore you to speak up because that notion of um, me trying to not offend people in AA, you know, I would hope that they would understand that, you know, I have an opportunity to maybe reach some people that would just be too ashamed because in the, in the world of business, when there's a, a CEO running a company and everybody's looking up to them and uh, meanwhile, you know, they're hitting the bottle pretty hard at night and they can reach out and talk to me about it because they heard something that I said, or when I spoke at an event, you know, that's, you can't put a price tag on how good that feels to know that I could be a support to somebody else. So, so that's, um, that's a little piece of me for you today. And, um, it comes with, a, a wonderful, loving heart, um, and wonderful feelings about this new year and great opportunities that, um, will hopefully come to your doorstep as they have to mine, but that doesn't come without a shit ton of work. <laughs> so I hope that, um, I hope that you have found this beneficial. Um, or maybe if you know somebody that, um, could use a little bit of hope, um, you could share that you listen to a podcast of, of somebody who got sober at the ripe old age of 21 and is 46 now and is running her own business too and um, married and happy and healthy and has the love and support of her family, you know, uh, and that that should not have happened to somebody like me. I certainly should not even be alive today considering what I put myself through um, as a, a woman living in an alcoholic, addicted life, one who blacked out and moved to the state of Michigan. That's right. You've heard it. You ever do that? I didn't think so. <laughs> so it's a, a far cry from where I once was. And that's probably why I absolutely love what I do. In a million years, I never thought I'd be able to work with um, these unbelievable professionals, um, physicians, and, you know, they come with all of this unbelievable intelligence and ability to heal people. And the fact that I've been told by physicians within um, my business that I have been a tremendous help to them is really quite remarkable because, um, a girl like me 
um, never thought she would be able to do what she gets to do every day for a living. So I'm eternally grateful for you for listening. And I hope that you will reach out if I can ever be a source of hope or help. Thanks for tuning in.